Hello and welcome to this edition of Chamber Chatter. Uh, my name is Tammy and I'm the tourism manager here for the Menominee Area Chamber and Visitor Center. And that means I get to meet and, and talk with people who are super interesting and super fun and have things to do with the tourism industry in the Menominee area in Dunn County. And today I am super excited. Uh, I have my friend Dina Babb here. Dina is the owner of Vino Cappuccino. Um, welcome to our podcast. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Uh, so the funny thing is Dina and I go way back, um, way back to well before Vino Cappuccino was a thing. So that's super exciting. But first, why don't you tell us a little bit about you and kind of what makes you tick and what, what, what brings you here? Well, that's a big, <laughs> <laughs> big question. <laughs> Lots of things. So I guess, first of all, um, I always wanted to be a wife and a mom. And so my family is super important to me. So we have five grown kids. We have 11 grandkids. Wow. Um, part of what I love about being an entrepreneur is having flexibility to spend time with family and take time off when, when those sort of family situations come up. My husband and I have been married 36 years. So he was in the military for the first 20 years we were married. Um, he's retired Marine. And um, so we traveled the world, had a lot of good experiences, um, lived in other countries. And so I feel like that's part of who I am. Mm -hmm. um, my dad was in the Navy when I was a kid growing up. We moved every two or three years my whole life. Mm -hmm. So I met people from every culture, people I went to school from kindergarten on up with kids from uh, other countries because of the um, Navy mm -hmm. aspect of things. So I kind of feel like all of that goes into who I am and basically um, who I am as a curious person who likes to learn new things and who likes to share with others. That's fantastic. Um, we actually met when we were both members of Polka Dot Powerhouse, which if you're not familiar with it, it is a women-only networking group um, that was started years ago um, in, in Eau Claire. It actually started in Eau Claire, and it's like nationwide now. So it's a cool networking program. Um, and, and actually, the, the relationship we have is a true testament to what network what happens when you network with other people and when you are involved in networking groups. And um, we know that partnerships and collaborations are very important as an entrepreneur and in the tourism industry, no matter what you do, I think really collaboration and partnerships are important. Um, but it's fun that we're able to kind of reconnect and, and talk about what you've got going on now. So you have another business besides Vino Cappuccino. Let's let's talk about that very quickly. Okay. Um, 13 years ago, when I had an empty nest, um, mm -hmm. we dropped our son off in Florida at college and... We had already been in the process of what are we going to do with this big empty house now? And I was a CNA and I just am a nurturer and I love taking care of people. So I had decided at that point to open an adult family home. Mm -hmm. So we were in the process of becoming licensed at the time and I had an empty nest for 10 days before we got our first <laughs> resident. And our first resident moved in with us in the farmhouse, which is now Vino Cappuccino. And then 10 months later, our second resident moved in with us. And over the course of the last 13 years, we have expanded that business 
um, moved it to a different location, opened a second home, ended up um, combining the two homes into one uh, a kind of a higher um, bed capacity home. Mm -hmm. And so it's a four bed licensed adult family home. Okay. And we are in the process of exploring the opportunity of opening another home next year. So it's very funny because you have two very different businesses, but it all connects by that nurturing and taking care of people. Well, it does. And you know, through Polka Dot Powerhouse, mm -hmm. which I truly believe that Vino never would have come about if I had not joined Polka Dot Powerhouse and met the people I met through that networking situation. Mm -hmm. Because when I was at a crossroads in my life and deciding, you know, am I going to go forward or not with this Vino thing that in my head was just an idea, mm -hmm. the Polka Dot sisters really encouraged me. I remember the first time I said out loud this big audacious dream mm -hmm. to turn my farmhouse into a bistro and um, everyone encouraged me and didn't act like I was crazy <laughs> or ridiculous. Right. And um, through the course of that, I met a woman who um, did kind of self-discovery retreat sort of things. So I went off to Florida for a weekend retreat. Mm -hmm. And the whole core purpose of that retreat was to figure out what is your purpose in life? What is your mission in life? What is your true life statement for yourself? And this is what I came up with through a course of many, many, many exercises and meditations. I create warm, inviting spaces where people feel valued and loved. That's awesome. That is so very accurate. <laughs> I feel when I say it, I feel it's true. Mm -hmm. I feel like that is the truth of who I am at my core. And that is what Heritage Home is. Right. And that is what Vino is. Absolutely. And we are in the process of, of some other things at Vino right now of turning part of it into the uh, lodging situation like mm -hmm. an Airbnb. That's what that will be. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's just kind of what I do is I have a gift of hospitality. You definitely I believe. do. You definitely do. And I believe that that is my mission statement and when I'm flowing in that I feel so much excitement and energy and joy I love it I love it um let's so we've we've you know chatted about vino cappuccino a little but let's mm -hmm. let's talk about it so um we were just talking before and I was like oh it's been just a couple of years right and you blew me away when you said it's been six so tell me a little bit about how it actually started. I know that you had this little inkling and then all these women stood behind you and said, do it, do it, do it. Um, but it, there's got to be a little extra something that pushes you over that edge and makes you decide to do it. So where, as an entrepreneur, a female entrepreneur, um, tell me how that worked and how it was different maybe from, from other experiences that other entrepreneurs have. Well, I do not have any background in business or in restaurant, <laughs> either one. <laughs> A leap of faith. <laughs> yes. So I did a lot, a lot of research. I talked to a lot, a lot of people. I went to other restaurants and met with restaurant owners and asked questions and asked them to mentor me and gained a lot of really good advice and knowledge through that. Um, my mother is a Southern hospitality, great cook, and I just love to cook. And because we traveled so often and had friends and neighbors who were from other countries, one of the things we love to share was food. 
and recipes. So mm-hmm. I loved having Filipino neighbors who would teach me how to make Filipino food or, you know, having people from Guam that live next door or people from Jordan who live next door. Mm-hmm. And so I love the Mediterranean sort of type food. That's my favorite in the right. world. And I love to cook. Mm-hmm. So that's part of why. Um, and my husband is also very much a social hospitable guy. Mm-hmm. And he had you know, mentioned to me several years ago that it would be kind of fun to have like a bar and grill kind of a place. You know, right. he's more of a um, connoisseur of different types of beers and all the craft beers in the area. We have mm-hmm. so many local craft breweries. We have so many local wineries. And both of us really wanted to um, have a place where people could come and gather and community you know, just that whole community aspect and support local businesses in the Chippewa Valley. Right. Um, we've been doing this podcast. It's probably got to be just about a year, I think. And um, I don't think a podcast goes by without me mentioning beer, cheese, or pizza. So um, welcome. This is this is what we do here. We yeah. talk about the food <laughs> in the area, and that's what brings people in. It's 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 exciting. So um, so where is it located? Where are you located? We are just outside of Elk Mound. So Elk Mound is our address, Mm -hmm. but Highway 29 kind of intersects Highway 12 and 40, right right there where you can turn to go either Colfax or Elk Mound. Mm -hmm. We're towards the Elk Mound side. Okay. So it's an interesting place to have it. Um, It's right off a main, basically a main highway. Highway, Yeah. And, uh, but it's, it's quiet. It's still peaceful. It's so quiet. It's like you're you're way out in the country, removed from everything, but it's right there, um, easily accessible, right next to Elk Mount. And and we are, talk a lot about how you know the tourist tourist area here in Menominee is not just in the Menominee city limits. We have a lot of outlying things, and we rarely talk about Elk Mount, but they have a bunch of great businesses there. It's Vino Cappuccino. Um, Life Perks Coffee. It has the Poor House. There is a new restaurant coming into town that is on the corner there of H and and Twelve. Yeah, I'm um, so excited about that. So we're excited about that. But it also is the home to the Mound Hill Castle, the big yeah. castle that's yep. up at the top of the hill, which is a great place to take your family. Go up. Um, you walk up two flights, and it's it's a great panoramic view of really miles and miles and miles of countryside. So, um, so you're, you're kind of nestled right in that, um, in that spot where Elk Mound is accessible and Menominee is accessible and Chippewa and Colfax. And so there's, you're right in the kind of the middle of everything that's happening. Exactly. Here in the area. We're kind of 15 minutes from Eau Claire, from Menominee, from Lake Halley. Mm-hmm. And every one of them are growing towards the, each other. Yeah. So, you know, we moved here 18, it'll be 19 years in June. Oh, wow. That's crazy. 19 years ago, and we had four teenagers at home, mm-hmm. and we just bought the farmhouse because we were wanting a place to raise our family, and Elk Mound had good schools. Right. We had heard good things about Elk Mound, um, so we found this house. Actually, our daughter found the house on the internet while we were living in Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. and um, back when that was a brand new thing to be able to look online and see, you know, NMLS. Right. And um, so... She came up to visit grandma and grandpa and she got grandma and grandpa to go look at this house because she really wanted to move to Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. I was pushing for somewhere warmer. (laughs) (laughs) I was pushing for when my husband retired, maybe North Carolina or Virginia or something like that. Mm -hmm. He's originally from Kansas. So we were all up in the air about where are we going to move? So 
um, she got grandpa to look at the house. He was flipping houses at the time. He's a contractor. And um, he said, I'm going to buy this house because it's a good deal. It's a good location. It's in good shape. And I'm going to either flip it and sell it. Or if you want to move to Wisconsin, which he was kind of baiting us, <laughs> he wanted us to, to move to Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. So um, he said, I'll sell it to you for what I have into it. So, so we looked at the house. We liked it. And we decided to move here. And now you house a full business yep. on that property. Absolutely. So let's talk about Vino Cappuccino and what you have there. Let's talk about the food and let's talk about the beer and wine. Okay. So we have a Mediterranean Italian fusion menu. So That's a mouthful. <laughs> every recipe, every single item that we have is something that I just made up in my mind thinking it would taste good <laughs> and then experimented with it and had people taste test it and people liked it. Right. So, of course, we've adjusted things a little bit. So the first year I did 99% of all the cooking by myself. None of the recipes were written down. <laughs> I just eyeballed things and made them the way I make them. Mm -hmm. Um so, of course, that got super exhausting. Right. Um, and when that was 2017? 2017, we opened um, because of delays in construction and permits and all of the things that go into mm -hmm. things. Um, we didn't get open until mid-August. And so we were only open for a soft opening. And we kind of practiced on friends and family. And we were open to the public, but we had a zero budget for promotion and advertising. <laughs> mm -hmm. So not a lot of people knew about us, but we had still a really good year and we had a lot of good feedback and we had a lot of word of mouth. So it encouraged us that in 2018, we opened in mid-May and that's our typical season is mid-May through end of September mm -hmm. while the weather's warm enough to have a lot of outdoor seating. And um, so the first real year, I still did the majority of all the cooking and most of the recipes were still not written down. Mm -hmm. And this is something people don't really know about me, but I do not enjoy baking. <laughs> I, I don't like making the same things over and over again. I like creating. Mm -hmm. I like creating the recipe, creating the thing, and then passing it off. Right. But no one else knew anything because I had never written anything down. So year one was still tons of up till 2 a.m. cooking and preparing in order to have things ready the next day for people to eat. And it's terrifying to not know if you're going to have 50 people show up or 500 people show up. So you really, you know, I was terrified the first year every right. day. But it just continued to somehow continue to work. So the recipes, we have like a chicken Mediterranean pizza. We have a chicken pesto pizza, chicken maple sriracha pizza, a gyro, a bison bacon with a maple sriracha glaze. Then the traditional, you know, sausage and pepperoni and, and oh, margarita is probably one of our most popular ones. Mm -hmm. We just started that two or three years ago. And um, so we, we try to get everything sourced local as much as possible. Mm -hmm. So Kyle's in Colfax, Nick, who now owns Kyle's, mm -hmm. um, he worked, we worked together and tweaked the recipe two or three times and got the Italian sausage just right. And so they make our Italian sausage for us. They make it right there in their they meat shop. They make it right there in their meat shop. It's a great place. And we pick it up there. Um, we get our, our um, lamb for our Euro pizza 
the um, from Sandy Acres, mm-hmm. and so that's a small local place. And then um, we get our bison for our bison bacon pizza from the Hooterville Junction Bison Farm. Right. So we we really love to support the other local farmers as well and give back to the community that way. Right. I love I love that we're talking about a lot of these places that people maybe haven't been to before, like Kyle's Market in Colfax and and Albertville, you know, the right. tiny little metropolis out there past yeah. past Colfax. Um, but but you truly are getting a local product. And, and let's clarify quickly though, they're wood fire pizzas. Yes. Okay. So we ordered a little oven from Italy, from Firenze, Italy. Mm-hmm. Um and installed it and we did not even know how to use it when we were getting ready to open we actually um met a guy at a farmer's market who made our dough for us the first two or three years he made our pizza dough balls and he and his wife taught us how to stretch the dough and to make pizzas because we had already built the bistro and didn't even know how to um use (laughs) our wood-fired oven yet (laughs) So well, again, that, a very a very cool way to kind of sh- show how networking really makes a difference oh, in yeah. starting a business. Yes, and that was consuming fire. Mm-hmm. Scott, yeah. um, he was awesome. He he gave us a lot of good tips, and um, you know we, he supplied us with our dough. And he's a local guy for our first probably three years, mm-hmm. but then we kind of got where we could he couldn't keep up with what he needed and what we needed, so we had right. to find a different supplier. Incidentally, he is still at the farmer's market on Wednesdays here in Menominee. Which, and he um, is awesome. And his a, pizzas yes. are phenomenal. Are I love great. his. They are great. Consuming fire. See, another little business Absolutely. here in town. So, so the pizzas are fantastic. You also offer salads. Yes. You and have a, a little bit other things on your menu too. We do. We have soups, salads, paninis, and pizzas. That's mm-hmm. our basic bistro food meal. And Pretty much anything you can get on a pizza, you can have a panini made. So it's just a fancy grilled Italian sandwich with the smoked mozzarella Mm -hmm. and your choice of the meat. And then you can choose a side. So we make our own quinoa salad. It's fantastic. It's great. Thank you. And that, you know, it's just a recipe I came up with. Mm -hmm. And yes, we wrote it down. (laughs) (laughs) That one we wrote down. Now Rosie makes the quinoa salad. And I don't. I taste it every week. It's delicious. Um, so our second year of business, we hired um, Chef Jody, mm-hmm. who was awesome. And she followed me around and watched what I did and wrote it down. And then she and I worked together and we tweaked the recipes to make them, you know, even better. Mm-hmm. And then wrote them all down so that other people could do it. It's like so, passing your child on to someone else. Like, it here, is. it's your turn now. I really do feel like that. You know, the first year of a business, it's like a newborn baby. And you have to be there every minute, and you have to do everything for that baby. Um, second year, it's still a baby, and you have to be there a lot. But, you know, maybe you'll let someone else babysit and give it a bottle. Mm-hmm. Um, third year, you got, like, a toddler thing where you can actually, like, you know, maybe leave for a few hours right (laughs) and now I feel like um you know last year was our adolescent stage and I feel like Vino is finally an adult business now where it's like it is its own entity Mm -hmm. and I don't have to be there every minute because we have awesome outstanding staff we have a manager who does a terrific job managing both she manages a heritage home and she manages Vino so because we're seasonal, it would be hard to hire a 
full-time manager and only give them five months of work a year. Right. So what we worked out, it works perfect for both of us, is 80% of her time is focused on Vino when we're open and 20% on Heritage. And then opposite, the other seven months of the year, she focuses 80% of her time on Heritage mm-hmm. and 20% on the Vino. You what know, a great plan. It works really well. We also have... This year, we now have um, a bistro manager. Mm. We have an event coordinator, social media promotion manager. Mm-hmm. We have a coffee shop supervisor, and we have an operation manager. Wow. So all four of those people have been with us um, for at least a couple of years. Um, one of them, I'll just mention her, Rosie. She started there when she was 14. Oh. She She came in shy she had her work permit already filled out Mm -hmm. she asked if we were hiring we trained her in the coffee shop she did great the next year she worked in the bistro she did great she's now our bistro manager that's a great story she just graduated from high school Mm -hmm. um just a couple days ago um she's a full-grown adult now and i have utmost confidence in her she does an awesome job managing the bistro and when you're running a small family business, that's important to have staff that you can trust and staff that you know are going to be there when you need them there. Absolutely. And, and, and can actually lead things on so you have a you have an opportunity for a break. So there you are. Your your business is in the adult stage and you can maybe get away for a little bit of time, maybe a yeah. weekend. Yeah. Um, so let's let's move on to the other things that you offer at Vino and these are my favorites. Again, you have great wine. And great bakery, great desserts. Mm-hmm. I've seen. I know people who just come there for a glass of wine and a piece of cake. Yes, and that part really kind of surprised us how that just took off. Mm-hmm. Um, people love our desserts, and yes. you know, to me, they're not all that fancy. They're not all that whatever, but they are homemade. Mm-hmm. They are our own recipes, and nobody else makes them like we do. Right. So I think our most popular is the coconut cream cake. People rave about it. People order it to, you know, a whole cake to take to a party or a birthday or whatever. Um, And the triple chocolate. Those are our top two. But we always uh, have a different variety of homemade desserts. And um, like I said, they're unique, you Mm -hmm. know, and they're lighter. We use a lot less sugar. We use, you know, we make our own frostings Mm -hmm. and they're more like a whipped cream frosting, kind of like cream cheese whipped cream mix. Mm -hmm. And um, people seem to love them. They're going over well. And we are expanding that aspect of our bistro because we sell so many desserts. So we have a dedicated bakery space now that is allowing us to be able to do more special orders. Mm -hmm. And even to be open for special orders when Vino's closed for the season. Right. So Thanksgiving, Easter, Christmas, we could take orders for cakes and things like that. Mm-hmm. Top notch. The, the desserts there are fantastic. And then your wine. You actually have local local wines. Mm-hmm. We are not a winery. We nope. do not make our own wine. We just support the local winery. So Riverbend, just down the road from us, mm-hmm. which was recently purchased by a Polka Dot Powerhouse gal. It was. Yes. It was. Um, and... You know, before that, Al and Donna were great, and they gave us great advice. And um, and then the Autumn Harvest, mm-hmm. so we love their wines. Infinity Beverages, Matt and Kayla. Kayla's actually from Elk Mound. Right. 
and uh, her parents come out quite often. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have Infinity, and then we also have Wallersheim because mm-hmm. Wallersheim's a little further away, but they have some really good dry wines. They do. The other local wineries tend to have sweeter wines, mm-hmm. and we wanted more variety. So those are the four local that we support, and we have about 20 different varieties of wine to choose from. Mm-hmm. We also make our own homemade wine cocktails. We also have a full bar. Right. So we make our own Bloody Mary twist. It's kind oh. of a lighter summer version of a Bloody Mary. Um, old fashions, blackberry old fashions, bourbon old fashions. We make all kinds of whatever, pretty much anything you can think of, mm-hmm. we make. So here, let's let's paint the picture for somebody. You're coming into town, or you're or you're a, you're a person who lives here, you go to Vino Cappuccino on a Saturday afternoon, you grab yourself a pizza and a salad, you grab yourself a dessert, you grab yourself some wine or a beer or, or a drink. You have music there too. Oh yeah, every Friday and Saturday, if the weather permits, we have music booked all summer long. Mm-hmm. And we have a lot of local musicians there. Well, they're pretty much all local. There's a couple who come from Stevens Point or... Mm-hmm. You know, drive a couple hours to get to us. But most of them are Menominee or Eau Claire or Chippewa or Colfax people. Mm-hmm. And um, people really enjoy it. It's a laid back kind of, um, you know, music in the yard. Right. And so if it rains, we have to cancel. But cross our fingers. Last honestly, year, we were lucky. Nothing better than, you know, drinking your wine and eating your pizza on the lawn when you have the guy playing his music in the in the pavilion so um. yes it is very cool we also have uh in our library which Mm -hmm. you know it used to be the living room we've converted into what we call the library is our um art gallery Mm -hmm. so every month we have a different featured local artist so the artwork changes out every month And um, it just changes the whole look of the room. And we have a reception so you can meet and greet the artist. We also have paint and sip classes that you can sign up for. Those happen once or twice a month on the front porch. Mm -hmm. The front porch is a big, like a three-season room. Um, People reserve that a lot of times for parties, birthdays, anniversaries, baby showers, wedding, you know, bridal showers, things like that. So about 25 people can sit out there. Mm-hmm. So we are doing more events. We've done three or four weddings now, and I believe we have one or two booked for so beautiful far. Beautiful setting. It's a beautiful setting. Yeah. Good. So things are going well. Um, quickly, um, what, what, what do you think is your biggest challenge right now as, as an entrepreneur, as a female entrepreneur, as a business owner um, in the tourism industry and in the food and, food and beverage industry? What is, what's your biggest challenge? Well, that one's kind of hard. We have had the opposite problem of most businesses. We have so many people who've applied that we couldn't hire everybody who wanted to work at Vino. Good problem to have. (laughs) So um, staffing is not really an issue. Um, You know, things I have no control over is probably our biggest problem, which is weather. Mm -hmm. You know, I I really dislike cold weather, and I really dislike it that it seemed like every year. It is still wanting to snow in May. Right. And <laughs> so that's probably my biggest challenge of which I have no control over is I wish that we had, you know, 78 degree sunny days, mm-hmm. you know, all year round. But yeah, we don't. That sounds beautiful. <laughs> yeah. If somebody wants to find more information about Vino Cappuccino, where do they look? 
Our, our most popular and easiest thing is our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. We put everything on the Facebook page. We also have a link to our website. And Erin has done a terrific job of um, updating our website. And we are venturing into the Instagram uh, world as well. So um, Facebook first and then website. If you want more details, just click on the website. That's fantastic. Well, we, we have to wrap it up. You and I could probably talk for hours. It would be very easy for us. But I appreciate having you here. And I really do appreciate the fact that you've built a business that really highlights local product and local people. And, and geographically, it really celebrates what we are right here in the Chippewa Valley. We have the we have we have all these things and you're really celebrating all those things. And, and by doing that, you're also producing employees that can go out and and do their own thing, too. So um, absolutely. And that's what I think I'm most proud of is mm-hmm. we have had several of our employees, too, who've gone on culinary arts and who've moved on. And one of them is now the proud co-owner of Scatterbrain Cafe. Yeah, another and gem we have here in, in the area. Absolutely. I love Scatterbrain Ca- Cafe. Yeah. And Tila yes. used to bake with me the first two years. She and I created a lot of those desserts together. And now she's uh, has her own bakery restaurant. Well, definitely a, a a champion for this area and a champion for um, employees and, and the food industry. So I can't wait to get out there this summer. And that actually wraps up our time here at Chamber Chatter. And I thank you for joining us this month. Thank you so much.